1: Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio.
2: And it is a Wednesday. It is Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. Great to be with you. And today's the feast of St. John the 23rd. He was beatified September 3rd, 2000 and canonized in 2014. His feast day is today. One of the very popular popes. From the twentieth century, and he had some great, great quotes. One of my favorites of his is, Lord, I'm tired, it's your church, I'm going to bed. But I also found some other ones online I thought I would share with you this morning before we give you the guest lineup. Anyone can be Pope, he said. The proof of this is that I have become one. I saw another great quote where he said, Sometimes he'll wake up he would wake up in the middle of the night and remind himself, I have to tell the Pope about this if there was a problem. Then he'd say, Oh wait, I'm the Pope. <laughs> On a more serious note, before everything else, fidelity to the church, one holy, Catholic, and apostolic, Jesus, he said, did not found several churches, but one single church. See everything, overlook a great deal, correct a little. A peaceful man, he said, does more good than a learned one. He also said, to keep me from sin and straying from him, God has used devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus in the blessed Sacrament. My life vows destined to be spent in the light radiating from the tabernacle and it is the heart of Jesus to which I dare go for the solution of all my problems. I live by the mercy of Jesus to whom I owe everything and from whom I expect everything. Some beautiful quotes from the saint of the day. St. John the 23rd, pray for us. Weather-wise today, we've got some bad weather brewing up certain parts of the country. Severe weather and heavy rainfall, folks, a lot of rainfall. Heavy rainfall potential for the Plains and the Gulf Coast states. We have a system according to the National Weather Service in the Great Plains expected to bring severe thunderstorms and heavy rain across parts of the Central Plains into the Midwest through tomorrow. Another system in the Gulf of Mexico will bring some heavy rainfall, minor coastal flooding, amid breezy conditions to parts of the central Gulf Coast into the southeast, and some severe weather threats also existing near the Florida Gulf Coast area. So that's what it looks like right now. We'll keep you posted if anything changes. As far as our show lineup today, of course it's a Wednesday, so we will be going to Rome to wrap up the program at 39 minutes past hour. But first, as I promised, We are having our friend Jeff Cavins join us after the news in about 15 minutes to share his story of getting out of Israel as the bombs were flying quite literally. And at one point over the weekend, he had to go into a bomb shelter before he was able to leave and catch a flight out. So he'll tell us his story and also his thoughts and insights because Jeff was going to be there for a month. I don't know how many times he's been there probably close to at least a hundred times. I know he's done so many programs for EW10 with Raymond Arroyo from the Holy Land and also just on his own with pilgrimages, taking two and three buses sometimes, a wonderful pilgrimage leader in his own right. But he's going to talk to us about from his perspective, what is his sense of how things are going? And from his knowledge of scripture, what can we learn about what is God may be telling us about this particular situation, and also, obviously, the teachings of the Catholic Church. So Jeff Cavins, author, speaker, evangelist, pilgrimage leader, who was just in the Holy Land over the weekend, and thanks be to God, made it out safely to get back home to his wife Emily and his family and his grandchildren. His website is jeffcavins.com. He'll join us at 15 minutes past the hour, and as I mentioned, Joan Lewis, her Website is really cool, her um, blog is terrific. Jonesrome.wordpress.com, giving us the latest news on the synod and Vatican news, but also her take on what's being said by the Church in Jerusalem. Many of the leaders are speaking out on the problems there, so it is going to be a busy Wednesday. But I think you'll be very informed by our guests by the end of the program, as I hope you always are. Right now, almost five minutes past the hour. Thanks for tuning in on a Wednesday morning. It's October 11th, the Feast of John the Twenty-third. Pray for us. Let's get started with the news on a Wednesday. Pope Francis is calling on Hamas to release all the hostages taken by the militant group since it launched an attack on Israel over the weekend. Speaking to thousands at his weekly audience at St. Peter's Square, the Holy Father also said Israel has a right to defend itself. Still, the Pope said he was very worried. By the total siege, Israel is now placed on the Gaza Strip, where there also have been many innocent victims. So far, more than 2,000 people have been killed in the conflict, and Hamas is believed to be holding around 150 hostages. The Holy Father said the Middle East does not need war but peace, a peace built on justice and dialogue and the courage to be fraternal. Meanwhile, nearly three dozen Catholics from the Kenosha area are safely out of Israel. The group is made up of people from St. Mary Catholic Church and St. Mark's parishes, they were visiting the Holy Land when the war broke out over the weekend the Archdiocese of Milwaukee says everyone was able to make it safely into Jordan and the church says they will likely spend a few days there then head back to the US the group was in Bethlehem about 50 miles from Gaza when the attacks began the US is sending meanwhile military support to Israel in its war with Hamas
3: let me repeat what we've now said many times and what the president said just a short while ago so that everyone including enemies who are thinking of exploiting the current situation here at Loud and Clear. The United States has always and will always have Israel's back.
2: National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan saying the Biden administration is surging military assistance, including ammunition and interceptors, to replenish the Iron Dome. American planes are expected to land in Israel in days ahead. The administration is also calling on Congress to advance legislation for more defense assistance for Israel. In a show of support, as Phil Farrar tells us, people from different communities gathering in San Diego for a vigil after the attacks in Israel.
4: Dozens gathering at the Lawrence Jewish Community Center in San Diego's La Jolla neighborhood. Jim Leroy told NBC he's been in touch with family members and the news is not good. My 19-year-old granddaughter knows two girls who are missing. My 14-year-old granddaughter has two girls in her class that are murdered. A Jewish prayer for healing. Reese Etney has a son in the Holy Land. She says it's been tough. My eyes hurt from crying so much. And all San Diego's Jewish community can do is wait and pray.
2: Tuesday, by the way, the fourth day of fighting between Israel and the Palestinian militant group Hamas. This comes after surprise attacks from Hamas on Israel over the weekend. The war has left over 1,800 people dead from the terrorist activity. At least 14 Americans have been killed in the fighting. And yesterday, Joe Biden said it's likely Americans, again, have been taken hostage by Hamas as well. And Israeli troops are massing at the Gaza border as a Jewish state strikes back after Saturday's shocking attack by Hamas terrorists. Israel has ordered what Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu called a complete siege of the Gaza Strip, cutting off supplies of food, water, fuel, and electricity to the densely packed Palestinian enclave of more than 2 million people. The Secretary of State again, Anthony Blinken, in Egypt are now discussing a possible humanitarian corridor. Joe Biden on Tuesday talked on the phone with Netanyahu and urged Israel to minimize civilian casualties in Gaza that might be a tough sell after Hamas targeted Israeli civilians, including young people, at a music festival. The declared war between Israel and Hamas raising security concerns across the country, as Brad Ford reports.
4: Seattle Mayor Bruce Harrell has directed Seattle police to increase their presence outside of synagogues. Harrell says it will increase the safety of those gathered to worship pray and mourn the lives lost. Harrell said the acts of terrorism taken by Hamas militants toward innocent civilians in Israel are horrifying and unjustifiable. He is joining leaders in the U.S. and around the world in condemning the assault in the strongest of terms.
2: Harvard President Claudine Gay taking a stronger stance in a new statement on the Hamas check on Israel. Yesterday, she said that she condemns the terrorist atrocities committed by Hamas and such inhumanity is abhorrent, regardless of a person's views on religious conflicts or regional conflicts. Her leadership was widely criticized after failing to rebuke a coalition of groups supporting Palestinians issuing a statement blaming Israel for all the violence in the region, And she says students have the right to speak for themselves, but no student group speaks for Harvard or its leadership. Republicans and Democratic lawmakers as well are introducing a measure to provide $2 billion in aid for Israel's Iron Dome missile system. Democrats Josh Gothamheimer of New York and Brad Schneider of Illinois, along with Republicans Claudia Tenney of New York and Max Miller of Ohio, introduced that bill yesterday. And security continues to be stepped up in areas with large Jewish populations in New York City following fighting between Israeli and Palestinian groups. Trey Thomas has that story.
4: Mayor Eric Adams is urging New Yorkers to be vigilant. Well, this is definitely a moment where you don't want to live your eyes living in your phones. You need to be conscious of your surroundings. This is a very heightened period right now new york city has the largest jewish population outside of israel meanwhile the adams administration is working to try and find out if any of the americans killed in israel are from new york city
2: in other news this morning another earthquake hitting afghanistan early today just days after two large quakes in the same region killing more than two thousand people the new six point three magnitude quake struck before dawn wednesday In a city of more than half a million, Herat, northwest of the country, health officials said more than 100 people were taken to hospitals. When the quake hit, many people were sleeping outside because their homes were destroyed in Saturday's quakes. In political news, Carrie Lake is officially in the race for the U.S. Senate in the state of Arizona.
5: I am not going to retreat. I'm going to stand on top of this hill with every single one of you. And I know you're by my side as I formally announce my candidacy for the United States Senate.
2: The former Republican candidate for governor formally announced her candidacy yesterday during a rally in Scottsdale, Arizona. She lost her bid for Arizona's governor's office last November and told the crowd that we've got one year to save this country. The former TV news anchor will be up against three other Republican candidates in the primary. Hurricane Lydia making landfall in Mexico as a Category 4 storm. The National Hurricane Center reported that Lydia slammed into Puerto Vallarta yesterday and is expected to bring up to 8 inches of rain to that area. The NHS called the storm extremely dangerous. Warning residents, flash floods and mudslides are possible, especially along the coast. The hurricane center sustaining winds of around 140 miles per hour, and the storm is moving northeast at 16 miles per hour. A strike at General Motors Canadian plants now over, just less than a day after it started. That's according to Unifor, a union that represents more than 4,000 workers at the company. Auto workers began striking earlier this week when General Motors refused to settle on a deal similar to the one the union reached with Ford. According to the union, the company gave in after the strike began. A plan that would allow Texas parents to use the tax dollars to send their children to private school is being laid out today at the Texas State Capitol in Austin.
0: The goal of this legislation is to empower our Texas families and the nearly 6 million students in Texas schools with education freedom.
2: The bill from State Senator Brandon Creighton would spend $500 million on vouchers. That would be enough to help about 57,000 families leave public schools. There would be a lottery, and applicants would be able to be capped at 500% of the poverty level. That's 150 dollars for a family of four. And finally, in our news segment, at almost 8.15, on a busy what's today? Wednesday morning, October 11th, 2023 it's a special day for teddy bears breed tennis tells us all the stuffed details so to speak
1: If you're seeing teddy bears around today, there's good reason. It's National Bring Your Bear to Work or School Day, a day designed for extra comfort and love. After all, Psychology Today says 70% of all children have one, 35% of adults do too. And it's okay, because teddy bears have been proven to reduce anxiety, loneliness, and help you fall asleep faster. 9.15
2: on the East Coast, 6.15 on the West Coast in the central part of the country, as we mentioned, about 8.15. Thanks for tuning in to the EWTN, Global Catholic Radio Network, for a special teddy bear day, as you just heard. I have a teddy bear that my dad got me years ago from Germany, and I still have it. And, oh my goodness, he doesn't have any here left because I hugged it so much, but it's still very special. It's kind of cute, though. And then you realize teddy bears had such an impact on people in terms of... Less stress. So, kind of a neat story, I thought, to wrap up the news with. All right, when we come back, we are going to talk with Jeff Cavins, who was supposed to be in the Holy Lamb right now, filming for a month. He has done a great deal of work to help people learn about Scripture with his Bible timeline and so much more. Of course, he's the first host of Life on the Rock here at EW10. And one of my favorite books that he's written, My Life on the Rock, A Rebel Returns to the Catholic Church, had a profound impact on me, especially when it came to studying Catholic apologetics and learning so much more about it. Thanks be to God, he was able to get out of the country safely over the weekend, but it was just very frightening for him. He had to go into a bomb shelter, so I can only imagine what that felt like. But we'll get his thoughts and his response to what's going on, and then it'll happen right after the break. And then, as always, because it's a Wednesday and the audience message today where the Pope is, of course, letting people know how concerned he is about the situation developments in the Middle East, Joan will bring us up to date on that. So I hope you can stay tuned for the rest of the program. You are listening to EWTN. We'll be right back on a Wednesday. Stay tuned.
4: more information including franchise opportunities is on the web at visitingangels.com
0: you and your spouse are invited to cruise with Royal Caribbean this January along with Father Michael Schmidt Archbishop Nauman Al Teresa dr. Ray and many others get away with your spouse on a fun relaxing and rejuvenating cruise with inspiring speakers daily mass and endless memorable experiences father Michael Schmidt's comments, You'll encounter an amazing community of couples and speakers, and most importantly, you'll encounter Christ. More details at AveMariaRadio.net. Just click the travel link.
1: This program is brought to you in part by MyLifeAngels.com. MyLifeAngels provides peace of mind by notifying you the moment a loved one enters an emergency room. Right on your smartphone, you'll have instant access to everything needed, including all legal documents to ensure you are empowered to protect their life-affirming wishes. My Life Angels also alerts hospital ER staff with critical medical information and emergency contacts. More information at mylifeangels.com.
2: your Wednesday is going beautifully. It is Wednesday, October 11th, the Feast of uh, St. John the 23rd. Pray for us. And I'm uh, so grateful that our prayers for Jeff Cavins and others who were able to get out of Israel have been answered. And we pray so hard now for all the people still impacted by the horrific developments in the Middle East in the Holy Land and just a, a terrific you know, horror that's going on right now and so many lives lost and it just continues. So our prayers are, are you know, being lifted and we're just praying nonstop rosaries and, and different uh, prayer efforts around the world. Jeff Cavins, you know him well from EW EWTN and also his great work with the Bible Timeline and Father Michael Schmitz and so much more on his way to Israel, landed in Israel, getting ready to do a month-long series or tape a whole bunch of incredible videos to help us learn more about Scripture, and then literally all heck breaks loose and he has to get on a plane and get out. But, Jeff, I imagine that it was quite something, because in what Kelly Walquist, who's with me and we're preparing for our women's pilgrimage coming up this weekend, as you know, uh, and I heard, you know, you were on the phone with Kelly. I know you were texting back and forth as we were trying to schedule this interview. What was it like for you? Because you actually had to go into a bomb shelter, correct?
6: yeah yeah we did you know we um uh praise god you know that everything worked out at least for us and our our team didn't actually get over there because they they canceled once they heard about uh uh, netanyahu proclaiming war but i was flying over there to do as you said about a month of uh really powerful material as far as you know bible bible teaching and just a great team was coming over with me and and I was in Paris on the way, and uh, I ran to my gate because I thought I was going to miss it, and nobody was getting on the airplane. And the, uh, they, I said, well, why aren't we flying? And they said, look at your phone. And I looked at my phone, and I saw that there were was, was difficulties, you know, in Israel. But then they, they loaded us up, and we went, and I figured, okay, we're flying, so it's got to be Okay. Mm-hmm. And so when I landed in Tel Aviv, uh, there were signs everywhere for bomb shelters. And I thought, what is going on? And then I looked at my phone again and saw that uh, they had declared war uh, on Hamas in, in, in the Gaza Strip. And so everything changed at that point. And I fortunately had a, a good friend in Tel Aviv that I went to his house. And, uh, and then from there, it was about 24 hours of just nonstop sirens and going into the bomb shelter and they have an interesting app over there called red alerts and it only works when you're in the country and every time a rocket is launched if it's if it's coming toward you it alerts you and it tells you you've got 30 seconds to get in the bomb shelter you got 45 Mm. seconds to to get in the bomb shelter and and of course it's going on all day long and all night and uh, then the sirens will go off and I, I you know, my heart really goes out for Israel, and it goes out for all of these people who, you know, when we were in the shelter, my friend said, this is Israel, this is the way we live. Wow.
2: What was that like for you? Well,
6: it was eye-opening, you know, because I, it's one thing to watch this on the, on news, you know, and hear about it and see the reporter's view of what's going on. it's another thing to look up in the sky and to see the, the iron dome you know taking out these missiles that are are coming your way and it's uh it, it places you right in the drama and it, it shakes you up because I've been over there over, I've been over there over 65 times or so and
4: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you
6: know for different reasons and I've met ne- but I've never been I've never had a problem in all these years and suddenly you're in the midst of it and uh uh you go into a mode, you know, it's interesting, uh, Teresa, you go into a mode of you're standing with the people and praying, praying for the people. And when I got back home, you have almost this survivor's guilt, you know, in the sense of, uh-huh. uh, in the sense of I, I wish I could be back there with them and either you know, donate blood or, or just be with them or be a volunteer in some way. But that wasn't possible when,
2: when all this went down. So, how did you finally get out of of the country?
6: Well, I was. Uh, I first of all, I, I thought, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of here as soon as I can. So, I th- this was Saturday, and Saturday evening, and so I thought I'm going to get out on Tuesday. That that was the earliest I could get out on Delta, and then everything started shutting down. So I thought I got to get out of here. So my friend said, El Al airline, the national airline of Israel, will not shut down. So just get to Europe. Get any ticket you can to Europe. Right. So we went online late at night, and we found a ticket to Munich, and bought it immediately. And of course, all the flights were available; were sold out. So I ended up going to Munich and uh, staying overnight at the airport there, and then flew on to Amsterdam, and then Amsterdam back to Minnesota. So it was. There's nothing compared to what people are going through there, obviously. But it was. A, it was. Uh, you know, it was the Lord's provision to get out of there.
2: Yeah. Talking with Jeff Cavins, of course, author, speaker, evangelist, original host of Life on the Rock here at EWTN, and was over in Israel for a very short time and planned to be there for about a month doing some incredible video work to help us learn more about Scripture and the church. So Jeff, looking at the situation now, you've had you've been home a day or two and, and I know you've probably at least gotten some rest, and I'm sure you've been in touch with people, your friends there, but also just kind of looking at the situation. As we go into the break, what are your thoughts from a Catholic perspective, and from someone who's been there so often, as as to where we are right now in this situation? I've never seen anything like this. I've been there over there 14 times, always peaceful, yeah. never a problem.
6: Right. Well, I think that what what shocks us. My wife and I have been talking about it quite a bit. Is is just what humanity is capable of doing without the Lord? You know, as far as the destruction and the uh, the horrific acts that have taken place over there. Outside of the Gaza Strip, and you know we, we're talking about our whole history. Really, if you look in the past, this has happened a lot in world history. It shocks us because we we, we pride ourselves in living in civilized civil, you know, civilizations, and and we're, we're this is we're we're beyond that. But then all of a sudden it, it comes up, and you realize just how capable people are to to destroy each other, and how much we need the Lord, the Prince of Peace, mm. and, and and how precious the Gospel is, how it truly is good news. It's good news. You know, if, if everybody would accept that good news and walk in that good news, you can see how life would be so different that because of the fall of Adam and Eve and um, we are capable of incredible destruction. Uh, but we're also on the other side. We're incapable of incredible love and compassion and mercy. So that I, everything is amplified now, <laughs> you know, mm. both, both sides. The, 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 what we're capable of doing in terms of evil, and what we're capable of doing in terms of good, and uh, and it comes down to where we're going to give our what we're going to give our will over to. Is it going to be the will of God, or is it going to be no? I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to grasp. For something rather than, than, uh, than humble myself before God and trust in my Heavenly Father. You know, John Paul II said that all sin gets down to a rejection of our Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. and when you reject your Heavenly Father, you are capable of so much. But when you when you yield to your Heavenly Father in humility, wow, you are capable of incredible. Love and uh, demonstrations of his faithfulness. And so that, beautiful. everything. Yeah.
2: yeah, absolutely. More with Jeff Cavens and we come back. It is a Wednesday morning, and Jeff, thanks be to God, back home safely in Minnesota. And he was in Israel over the weekend and then flew out quickly when the war began, sharing his thoughts and insights, and we'll continue with Jeff right after these messages. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to EWTM. We'll be right back.
5: 60 on 10 with Monsignor Charles Pope. The fifth commandment, you shall not kill. At the
4: heart of this commandment is an absolute insistence on the sacredness of human life. We read in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, Before I ever formed you in the womb, I knew you, says the Lord. So every human life is sacred because it's caught up in the mind and the heart and the will and the love of God. And no matter how we're conceived or any circumstances, God has always known and loved every human person. And for this reason, we are to hold sacred every human life. We are, therefore, to never murder, never kill, never seek vengeance. Of course, we have issues of abortion and euthanasia today, and we have so many ways where we in some way disrespect the lives of other human persons and even our own life. We have to learn to respect it as a great gift from God. The fifth commandment, you shall not kill.
5: For more about the Ten Commandments, visit EWTNRC.com. There is genuine consolation from the Catholic Catechism regarding the death of a loved one. The Christian who dies in Christ Jesus, we are told, is away from the body and at home with the Lord. Death marks the end of a Christian's sacramental life, but the fulfillment of his new birth, which began at baptism, now has a definitive conformity to the image of Jesus Christ. The Christian funeral does not give the deceased a sacrament or sacramentals because he or she has passed beyond the sacramental economy. The different funeral rites express the paschal character of Christian death. The greatest consolation to the Christian is the knowledge that even in death, we are separated only temporarily, that one day, if we have lived well, we will all be together again in Christ. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Thanks so
2: much for your listenership here at EWTN Global Catholic Radio, talking with my friend Jeff Cavins. We've known each other for years, and he is an amazing evangelist and a revert to the faith and a former EWTN host of Life on the Rock, and you know him well from, in addition to that fine program, the many programs he's done from the Holy Land, even with our own Raymond Arroyo. And you were saying, Jeff, that there are so many stories, so many sidebar stories, as we say in journalism, and you were telling me part of that story about a family in Bethlehem. I think our our listeners would be interested in hearing that.
6: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of Christians in Bethlehem. Of course, it's down significantly from 10, 20 years ago because of Hamas. But there was one family, they run a gift shop in Bethlehem. Uh, I called to see how they were doing, and uh, they're broken. You know, they—they they, this is their whole life, and they had they had dozens of pilgrim, pilgrimages that were coming over, and they were so delighted. And now it's like a water faucet completely turned off. And the owner's wife, just to give you one of these side stories, the owner's wife, her father, is in critical condition in Tel Aviv at the hospital. He's an old man. She has been going every day to Tel Aviv to care for him, sit at his bedside, she can't leave Bethlehem now. She can't mm-hmm. go over there, and she is crying all day long. These are Christians, crying and broken that their father is alone over there, and she can't care for him. And so that's that's one story. Uh, you know, the, on, on the way out to Munich on the airplane, on to, on El Al I sat next to a young girl who went over to really to just discover her Jewish roots and to see where her lineage comes from. And she was crying. And uh, mm. next to me, two of their family friends are, are missing. And, uh, and you know, people standing in the airport just crying but had to leave. And uh, each one of these, uh, their whole life has been radically altered. Where, well, you asked earlier what's the difference in being there and watching it on the news. Is that watching it on the news, some people almost look at it as it's. It's, it's it's entertainment you know they were just watching this drama well people that are on the stage in that land this is not entertainment this is life and death and it's it's going to alter their lives forever and uh, they need our prayers more than ever but i would say pray for the christians you know our brothers and sisters in in bethlehem and uh, around the around the country this is the time to uh to lift them up in prayer and uh, pray for their safety and pray that the prince of peace would lead them and guide them uh, at this at this time and uh, you know everything has meaning in life and everything has meaning we can we can find the lord's will even in the darkest hours of our life
2: mm. are you concerned that that something might happen to some of the churches and the other beautiful sites the christian sites there
6: I think there's always a concern right that that if uh if a group like Hamas gets a hold of the holy sites uh in Israel they're done they're over you know they they will be completely destroyed as we saw with ISIS in Syria and Afghanistan and uh that's just their MO is to erase history and to erase anything any any vestiges of, of Christianity and so yeah I think for us as Christians, we, we those holy sites are important to us as pilgrims, and all the way from St. Helena on, they have been precious for our faith. And the, you know, John Paul II said that all of life is a pilgrimage to our Father's house. Mm-hmm. But these pilgrimages here on earth are steps on that on that pilgrimage to our Father's house, and we uh, we obviously want them protected. And uh and Israel has been doing that the last fifty years. They've been protecting these sites and uh so yeah. I think one of the concerns is the, is the northern border, you know, into Galilee mm-hmm. with Hezbollah and we need to pray about that as well. And and uh you know, we, we have been fortified ourselves with uh an embarrassment of riches. As Catholics we have so much we have a Bible catechism we have the communion of saints we have angels archangels the Holy Spirit the Blessed Mother we need to utilize all of these assets that we've been given to fight the fight that we cannot see on the news and with Paul said we're fighting against principalities and powers in high places and every, every time you hear about a rocket going off you have to remind yourself there is a war behind the scenes here, so evil against good. And we can do something about it, especially, as the book of Revelation tells us, in the Mass. When we are were, we were at church, we are in the Mass. You are in central headquarters of, of the entire universe, and we can go to God and say, you know, please, you know, change this. For the for the good, and I think that our our prayers are very very powerful. So that's important is to realize what's happening behind the scenes that we we don't see. That is the the no. great battle. The enemy hates humanity. He hates humanity, and he will do anything he can to get humanity to do his bidding, and that is to destroy each other. And we've seen this all mm. throughout all throughout history. But the good news is this. Good and, and, and the plan of God w- will prevail. It will prevail. You know, they say, as they say, and we sort of joke about it, that I read the end of the Bible. Guess what? We win. We win. We win. win. But, right. in, we win. Mm-hmm. In the, but in the meantime, there is a battle going on, and, uh, and we cannot sit as observers watching CNN, and Fox, and MSNBC, or whatever it might be, uh, local news, you have to get into the arena. You cannot sit on the sidelines. You have to get into the arena, on the playing field, and you have to pray and intercede for these uh, for these people. Because yeah, if the Iron Dome is doing something for the Israelis, well, we have a spiritual Iron Dome. We can pray mm. and we can cut off uh, the plans uh, of the enemy. At least that's what that's what we are called to do, and to do so our best at it.
2: I'm looking at a quote here from Pope John the Twenty-Third. The social progress, order, security, and peace of each country are necessarily connected with the social progress, order, security, and peace of all other countries. So we are all connected here, Jeff. Right? Even if we're not uh, anywhere near the Holy Land.
6: Oh, exactly. And that, that is, thats is—that's such a truth. Is that uh, miles don't separate us? And Paul said this. You know, he said nothing will separate us from the love of God. And he gives a litany of all these uh, challenges. That nothing will separate us from the love of God, and John Paul II said that no sin is private sin; that even the smallest sin has repercussions and affects everyone. And so, the killing that is going on, the murdering that is going on over there, it affects us like like throwing a stone into the the middle of a still pond. Every shore will feel it, and 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 so. That's again, we can't sit on the sideline to just watch because you'll be affected doing that as well, but you have to get into the, mm-hmm. into the middle. But there is a solidarity in, in humanity and, uh, we're not separate from other people. It does impact us, certainly
2: well Jeff, thank you for your insights and you know i think you should do this teaching thing for a living it sounds like you've got a little a little knack for it <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> a hard time i i always enjoy your insights and i knew that you would be so fruitful it'd be such a fruitful conversation giving us great advice and insights into scripture god bless you oh, my brother you, glad you're god. safe and and please Thanks. keep in touch and let us know when you get back over there because i i can only imagine what you'll be giving us uh, when the filming does commence and and be safe and tell emily i said hello and i know that you're praying so hard for all the people in israel including the christians caught in the middle of all this and people on both sides of this issue jeff cavins jeff we'll be right back joan lewis coming up next stay tuned
1: father benedict groschel in the church we speak of seven gifts wisdom understanding,
4: counsel, knowledge, loyalty, courage, and reverence or fear of the Lord. When I speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and these gifts come, they give you the ability to go beyond your strength. If you're struggling to be a good person, a good member of your religion, you know it's a struggle and you don't always make it. I've been at it many, many decades, and I still struggle and trip and fall and have holes in my socks. Struggling to be a good person, something that we need help at. And this help comes to us by these gifts of the Holy Spirit. EWTN, live truth, live Catholic. In Christ, we suffer, but it's a suffering that can bear much fruit. Our God can bring good out of the suffering caused by evil. God permits evil, and from the suffering caused by evil, he creates a reality greater than that which could have existed without the possibility of evil entering human experience. In Christ, suffering is fruitful. Those members of the body of Christ who are fruitless are removed, it's dead wood, and that's suffering. But even those members of the body of Christ who are fruitful are pruned, they're trimmed, Daddy squeezes and sometimes spanks in order that we would be more fruitful. Jesus again says, By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples.
3: Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio.
2: Our Wednesday morning edition of Catholic Connection As we always do with our dear sister in the Lord Joan Lewis, Jones Rome at wordpress.com Holy Father at his audience Joni uh, spoke right away About the situation in the Holy Land Good morning, thanks for joining us
7: Yes, um, very dramatic words really From the Holy Father He had a general audience Continuing to look at saints And people who uh, personify Apostolic zeal and so forth but today, and at the end of an audience, if there's some event that he has to comment on, he will. And so today he said, I continue to follow what is happening in Israel and Palestine with tears and apprehension. Many people killed, others injured. I pray for the families who have seen a feast day transformed into a day of mourning. And, and this is the important part, I ask that the hostages be released immediately. He said it's the right of those who are attacked to defend themselves. But he's very concerned. These are the post words. I am very concerned about the total siege under which the Palestinians are living in Gaza, where there have also been many innocent victims. Terrorism and extremism do not help reach a solution to the conflict between Israelis and Palestinians, but rather fuel hatred, violence, revenge and only cause each other to suffer. So um, <clears throat> very strong words, a plea for the immediate release, obviously, of the of the hostages, which no specific numbers are given, but it seems to be like 100, mm-hmm. 150 or so is the number mo- I think that most of us are hearing and reading about the hostages taken from Israel, some of whom appear to be a very small number of whom appear to be other nationalities, such as Americans. There are American Jewish people who have moved to Israel. There are American Jews who just sometimes go to, um, the, to Israel for great big feast days, holidays, like last Saturday was, October 7th for them. So, um, <clears throat> I don't know, you and I are wordsmiths, Teresa, right. and I, I'm I'm running out of words. I think other right. journalists are running out of words to describe, uh, I can only say brutality, mm-hmm. because I'm running out of words, that how people are being removed from homes, taken from babies to the elderly, no, <clears throat> excuse me, no life has any value for the terrorists, for Hamas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um People That's an interesting point. It. Did
2: you see the interview? I don't know if you saw this. This was on MSNBC, and I saw it. I, I didn't watch the actual interview. I, I read the transcript of it, but Andrea Mitchell was interviewing a mom of, of two Jewish boys who were kidnapped by Hamas, and Andrea Mitchell tried to, to turn the angle on the story and make it sound like, well, you know, what about, and I'm not saying, we're not saying, as Scott Hahn said yesterday, that there aren't atrocities on both sides, that the mom said, look, she said, this is not, this is not war, what they're doing, what they're, they're breaking the rules of war, this is inhumane, I mean, not that war is humane, but you know what I'm saying, right. we've never seen anything like this, so uh, I just thought that was very telling in terms of what's going on on the ground there.
7: Well, you know, one of the stories that really struck me, and in a personal way, not because I know him, but I was very struck by the fact that the Holy Father got the the cell phone number of the pastor of Giza's Holy Family Catholic Church, Father Gabriele right. uh, Romanelli, and he's called him, he's spoken to him twice. And the, the reason I say it struck me is because I remember being in Bethlehem on May twenty fifth, 2014, when Pope Francis was on a three-day trip to the Holy Land commemorating a 50th anniversary of the meeting between Paul VI and Patriarch Athenagoras, and uh, I was at the Papal Mass, I was covering the Papal Mass in Bethlehem on day two of this three-day trip, and um, before Mass I went all over the place interviewing all the people in the square, where are they from, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and all of a sudden... Somebody led me to this Father Mario, I don't remember the last name, and he's the pastor from Giza uh, from Gaza, excuse me, and I was so happy to meet him and he was absolutely ecstatic at being at the papal Mass, but very few tickets were being given out to the mass. Well, first of all, manger Square, you know that is not that right. large, so you can't have fifty thousand people attend the mass mm-hmm. and there would there was no stadium like there was in Amman anyway. So tickets were hard to come by, um, and very small numbers were given out to uh, Catholics from Gaza. And, and interestingly enough, the, all the tickets were distributed by well by the church, but Israeli authorities would, were also being very careful to see who might come over a border, a border whether it was from Jordan um, or, whether, or or Lebanon or whether it was Gaza or even you know Catholics living in Egypt. So. The thing is, entire families were never given tickets, only part. So you might have one parent and one child, because I think they, the idea being, because the pastor was very upset that more people couldn't come, but the idea being that if an entire family came, they might claim asylum and want to, you know, live, um, or, or anyway, leave even Egypt, leave for Egypt or some other country. But... It was um, it was an amazing feeling to meet the the pastor I knew of, the suffering, and and so to read of this new pastor, he hasn't been there um, that long yet as pastor, but he said, I spoke with Pope Francis, who showed me his closeness, his prayers for the entire ecclesial community of Gaza, and for all the parishioners and inhabitants. And he said, um, I thank the pontiff for his appeal for peace in Israel and Palestine last Sunday, And um, so there's 130 refugees in this parish, in Holy Family Parish in Gaza, and other refugees are being taken care of in neighboring parish structures. And um, Father Romanelli said the bombings are continuous and harsh, and fear arises of a land invasion. And anybody who has their television on right now probably knows that reports are out there of of uh, Israel uh, planning uh, a land invasion yeah. and this mm-hmm. is the problem you go into Gaza which is the homeland of Hamas Hamas. but then you also have Catholics you have other Christians you have Muslims who have nothing to do with terrorism and are simply living in a land called Gaza and so how do you go in um, and bomb a structure you know, what if just this church, we're talking about small numbers of Catholics, but I don't care if there's only five. Um, You're still talking about innocent human beings who have nothing to do with the terrorists. So it is just such an incredibly difficult situation. And I'm sure that the Israeli military leaders have to know that as well. Um, They were indiscriminately struck or actually chosen. Um, But I mean, Hamas didn't pay any attention to if someone was young, old, a civilian, innocent, even handicapped, um, and I know that Israel does not certainly want to go in and 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 kill, you know, untold numbers of of totally innocent people. I'm just so glad that I'm reporting on this and talking to you on the phone, and Hi. I I would hate to be at that decision level of where my choice, my words mean life or death for a huge number of people so i don't think any of us can, can envy national leaders in, right. in any circumstance but mm-hmm. it was important that was very good that the holy father um, spoke out will his uh, I, I read a couple reports that said hamas might be releasing some of the hostages that they've taken simply because of the amount of international outcry that there has been against their taking of hostages. So will the Holy Father's voice be just another voice? Um, Could it be a voice that, together with other powerful ones, might change the equation? We don't know. But, yeah. You know, Teresa, I think what's so Mm -hmm. difficult for you and me, we we know the Holy Land. We call it the Holy Land. And the Holy Land, of course, it's, it's Jordan, it's Cyprus, it's Israel. But um, we we call it the Holy Land because we walk in the footsteps of the one whose faith we whose teachings we follow in faith of Jesus Christ. We go there to walk in His footsteps. But among the people we meet and break bread with and correspond with and maybe even have been to their homes are Palestinians and the Palestinian Catholics. So I think it's important. That our, our readers, uh, we don't have time to do this on one show today, but um, maybe if they want to go online and look at the history of the country, but look at the meaning of Palestine. We know Palestinian Arab um, Catholics. The fact that you're Arab for many, many people means you're automatically um, Muslim, but you and I, how many Palestinian mm-hmm. Arab Catholics do we know? Entire right. families. Right. We've we've been to their parishes, so um, we obviously want people to know there are Palestinians who are suffering enormously because of a terrorist group, um, which can also be described as as Palestinians. So. All we can do isn't is it frustrating same. to you
2: though that the media from our part is as you're mentioning being the we're journalists and i even have to correct myself every once in a while because the wire services are not calling hamas a terrorist group they're calling them militants and even the state department right. under the very liberal biden administration is still class- is still going with the classification that was given to hamas back in the late 90s of a terrorist organization yet so many media are refusing to call them a terrorist organization well
7: and then that is a, a, a definite choice if if the media want us, if some organization wants us to know exactly where they're coming from, they can tell us by using the very select language terms, um, identifiers, if you will, and and they are terrorists. I mean, uh, again, the the adjectives, the, the verbs to describe what they have done are beyond my. I don't even remember the last time I saw a movie on TV. Well, I don't watch that kind of movie anyway with brutality and stuff in it, but when did I last read such sickening words describing these these terrible actions? And Mm -hmm. all these that Hamas does is they spread terror in the hearts of people, so they're terrorists. And Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things where um, the New York Times has published an awful lot of videos links to um, terrible videos, I I accidentally, well, accidentally, because I didn't know where it was going to take me, I hit one link yesterday, and I haven't looked at any since. Um, Wow. I I have a vivid enough imagination. I do not need to see four people taken from their home and then killed and watch them being killed in a video. I just don't need it.
2: Yeah. So, um, well, and then you, you, know, you see these stories, and we, I, I for, because of our jobs, are reading a lot and, and, and watching a lot of things in terms of a lot of news, a lot of different outlets, both Catholic and, and secular, and the stories, of some of them are so, so bad that I, they're just too much, they're just too brutal to, to yeah. even read on the air, right?
7: Oh, exactly, exactly, and I know that um, I've seen one or two uh, or more reports on Fox where they simply say we simply cannot show you where some of their people are on you know they're at the border between Gaza and Israel and they're there they're seeing it it's happening around them right behind them but they said the images are so drastic that we cannot bring them to you and I think that's a good decision because Mm -hmm. uh, Hamas is posting enough of the bad images anyway so um, we, we don't need that We just need to remember, instead of bombing and confusion and destruction, um, I think we have to set aside, I don't care if it's only five minutes, Teresa, we have to set aside a time when it's quiet. You turn off all of your media, you sit in, in a favorite chair, you have a rosary, you don't have a rosary, but I think we just, have to
2: pray. To we pray. Jeff Cavins just said that. It was just a, yep, he was just on with me and he said we have to get in there and we have to pray. We have to be inter- intercessory, do intercessory prayer for this entire situation. Joni, we're out of time. Thank you so much for your perspective oh, and an update on the wow. audience message. Check out Joan's great blog, JonesRome at WordPress.com, for the latest and all the information, not only on the audience, but other things happening in Rome. Didn't even get a chance to talk about the Synod, but then there's always next week. So, Joni, thanks so much. Looking forward to seeing you in a few days. Kelly and I are here in Italy waiting for our wine and shrine pilgrimage to begin, so we're so looking forward to seeing you in person on Friday. Joan Lewis, of course, at WordPress.com. We'll be right back on a Wednesday morning edition of Catholic Connection to let you know what's coming up on a Thursday. Stay tuned.
0: Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com.
3: Can your messy house lead to anxiety? I'm Chuck Gatica and this is Journey Strong. St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians states that God is not a God of confusion but of peace. If you walk in the door at home and you are greeted by clutter, Peace may be hard to find. A messy house can lead to cognitive overload. While we're trying to concentrate on one thing, clutter can distract. According to research, women may be more affected by this type of anxiety. Societal roles and expectations can enhance the stress. To be fair, other underlying mental health disorders can lead to more clutter. Depression, hoarding and OCD, just to name a few. However, clutter can sometimes lead to more creativity. Bottom line, don't let a messy house define you as a good or bad person. Take baby steps to negotiate with those responsible for messes to make change or hire a cleaning person. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on clutter at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting
4: Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com.
2: Appreciate your listenership for all the information and for archives of today's show and every show of Catholic Connection and our other programs, Radio.net to the archives section. Coming up tomorrow, it is Cultural Connections with Father Mitch, someone else who's spent an awful lot of time in the Holy Land. He'll give us his perspective from Scripture and more. And then, speaking of the Holy Land, the development, Steve Ray weighing in as well. So Steve Ray, Jeff Cavins yesterday, Steve Ray, and Father Mitch tomorrow keeping you up to date as possible from a truly Catholic perspective. Pray, 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 pray. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Damani. Ciao,
1: ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruczek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.